This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June 2nd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Doing, doing alright today. Today was a good day. Yeah, that's a pretty positive response from you. Typically. I know, usually it's you usually get the you know the heavy sigh and then the struggle, but no, today, yeah. was, today was a decent day. How did your uh, peanut butter and jelly eating contest go? That's part of the reason it was a good day. It didn't. Oh, you got spared? What happened? <laughs> this is so stupid. We bought the bread, we bought the peanut butter, but the person who was supposed to buy the jelly called in sick today. <laughs> so you had no jelly, so no contest? Correct. I, I, as soon as we all figured it out, I'm like, I am not doing a, a peanut butter sandwich eating. No, that sounds that sounds. Oh, horrible. my goodness. That. That's amazing. That's hilarious. So, uh, are they rescheduling? Yeah, when <laughs> a second we, time. Think we think he's going to be back on Friday. So that's amazing, uh, Matt. We have a, a guest, as we Yo. said on Wednesday. We are joined uh, today by Yancey Eaton, regular listener, uh, joining the show. Going to run down some DFS with us. Yancey, welcome to the show. Dylan, Matthew, this is a uh, very surreal. They always say, "Don't meet your heroes," but here <laughs> I am. Oh boy, you need to you need to raise the bar. Yeah, I feel really. like a I, little bit. Yeah, I have a I have a weird thing for for people who put out baseball content on the internet. I don't know why. I just can't get Yeah, it. I was I was saying I was I so you have a podcast and we'll talk about that in a second, but I was like Yancey Eaton from baseball Twitter is yeah. what you're from like uh yeah. I I like baseball content too. Like I you know, I love Effectively Wild and I'll just you see people from other parts of baseball Twitter at other parts of baseball Twitter and I see you like post in that Facebook group and and yeah, so I feel like you're just one of us that follows baseball content. It's a relatively small community at times. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, my my personal heroes are like the uh, the Eno Saracens of the world, which sure. I guess is you guys' boss is what you could say. But sure. yeah, I I don't I don't follow the uh, you know the professional athletes or you know actual celebrities. I I don't I don't care about what Kim Kardashian's doing. Like I literally I, I live to read baseball content on the internet. It's it's just I've... something I've always done. I've told stories like that on the show where I've worked in baseball and, and leagues and teams and like seeing athletes is neat. It's definitely fun. But like if I saw like I saw Mike Morse once in spring training and I was like, I have nothing to talk to Mike Morse about. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to like? I noticed that it's him, but like I'm not starstruck, really. Um, but I was at the winter meetings and when I run into writers, you know, that's a big deal. If I see Buster Olney, I'm like, oh, like, OK, that's somebody I could talk to. Um, but the most starstruck I've ever been was I ran into batting stance guy at the winter meetings one year and it was the coolest and he was the friendliest, nicest man ever. Uh, I totally talked to him. I did the like most shameless thing and got a selfie with him. Uh, and he was the coolest. I I was like totally a, like a teenager, but, uh. Mm. I'm like, so Felix Hernandez doesn't freak me out. The batting stance guy, I'm like, that that's a thing. So uh, so I do know what you mean. But um, we're glad to have you on our show. Like I said, you do your own podcast called Dear Mr. Fantasy. Uh, Yancey, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I'm actually the producer for it, so I don't do a lot of analysis myself. Um, mm-hmm. I joined earlier this year. The podcast has been going for a couple of years now. Uh, it was originally started by Chris McBrien. Um, he's on Twitter at C McBrien, C M C B R I E N, and Joe Pisapia. Joe Pisapia, excuse me. Um, Joe writes for Fantasy Alarm, and he does. Uh, he's actually all over the place. He's in Tout Wars and stuff like that. And uh, we just recently added Jason Consoli onto the show. Um, really, really excited because we actually got nominated as a finalist for the podcast awards in the sports and recreation category. So we're making like a big. Uh, 
marketing push trying to get us to push out the uh, the big CBSs and ESPNs of the world. But just it's one of those things where we're just happy to be nominated, to be honest with you. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I think I think I, I can speak for Dylan when I say we're both rooting for you. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, send me that link when we're done, and we'll make sure to put yeah, that in the yeah, post we'll, for sure. Yeah. The, the the rotographs bump is real, so yeah, I, I, would <laughs> so. I would hope so. We've experienced it ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we are going to look at a DFS for Thursday, June second. Um, we're recording Wednesday night, so there's still a little bit of baseball going on. But I guess the big news from Wednesday is Mookie Betts can't stop hitting home runs. Apparently, something's gone into him. Uh, and and also, uh, Matt, did you watch the White Sox today? I'm I'm a working stiff. No, I did not watch the oh. White Sox. Uh, Matt Albers of also baseball Twitter fame in certain <laughs> ways. Uh, he hit a double in extra innings and then moved a third on a wild pitch and then scored on a sacrifice fly to win the game. And he earned the win by doing it because he yes. was pitching. Oh, he had to pitch the bottom of the inning too. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, the stat cast time was nine and a half seconds to second base on his double, yes. which is really <laughs> slow. Uh, but that was, that was the funnest thing I saw in, uh, in, baseball on Wednesday. I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I heard somebody refer to it today as the Matt Albers game, and I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, Yancey, did you see anything on, on Wednesday that caught your eye? Uh, Chris Young, Double Dong. That was a little exciting. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a favorite of ours on the yeah. show as well. I, uh, uh, I have on? 100% exposure of Mickey Betts going tonight, and I'm currently sitting top 15 in the big $3 moonshot on DraftKings, so like, I'm if you guys hear me, like, my attention waning just a little bit, just be a little <laughs> forgiving, because I have yeah. a lot riding on these these last few innings, but uh, That's awesome. not a whole lot sticking out. It's just the uh, the Baltimore bats really came alive tonight, and, Jesus, the back end of the Red Sox rotation is really bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, it's boy. really bad. I, I showed a little more faith in Joe Kelly than Matt did, and I was wrong, at least in this outing. I was wrong. Is Joe um, Kelly this big straight fastball against Baltimore? What we own? We, I, I was down for some of those picks, but in general, yeah, I think I like him more than you do, but this does not help my case. Um, yeah, and then we talked about maybe Mookie Betts would be too popular after his three-homer day, you know, just one day after, but, I, you know, even if you take the popular pick and they do well, uh, like we've been talking about with the Rockies, it goes okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to look at Thursday. Thursday is kind of a funky day. There's three earlier games. Um... Madison Bumgarner is going to go do bad things to the Braves in Atlanta uh, in the middle of the day. And then there's two uh, afternoon games. Uh, Julio Urias gets the Cubs. That's a tough assignment, but that's interesting. And Zach Greinke goes to the Astros. That's cool. He gets gets, uh, Dallas Keuchel, and we would like him to do better. Um, Anyway, none of these games probably fit your DFS slate. You might play a two- or three-game slate. That's weird and probably fun, but we're not going to cover that. We're going to look at these eight games in the evening. Um, and I believe our immediate takeaway from these is pitching's going to be a little tough, I feel like. I uh, disagree. Matt has options. We do have picks, but Yancey, you agree with me. It's looking a little thin, right? Yeah, this is a... Whenever Matt reached out to me a little while ago about coming onto the show, I was super excited, and I looked at my work schedule and was seeing what nights I could make it work and stuff, and had I known ahead of time that it was this bad of a slate, I would have mm-hmm. taken a rain check and picked another day, but... It's it's really top heavy, and then I mean on two pitcher sites you're really going to be struggling trying to figure out who your second pitcher is going to be. It's awful. Sure. Yep. I, yeah. Um, I don't think I feel it's like as bad as you guys think it is. Honestly, the balance goes that when all the pitchers are so bad, there's plenty of hitters, and so I think we probably have plenty of hitters to pick from even from an eight game slate. 
Um, and picture, you might have to get creative. We'll see what we come up with. It's kind of a fun challenge, these weird ones. Um, let's go ahead and get started at Catcher. Matt, I'll let you get started. I had trouble at Catcher. Uh, what were your options there behind I the plate? actually did okay at Catcher. Okay, who you got? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with uh, Matt Weeders, switch hitter against Rick Porcello, a.k.a. Porky. Uh, yeah, I'm into that. He's slowed down a lot, uh, Porcello has. He, he's, yeah, he's rough. He, uh, he looked good. good in April, but the wheels are coming off a little bit lately. Next up on my list, I have Austin Romine getting Matt Boyd. Okay, yeah. You like him against lefties? Right and lefty, yeah, they do, actually. Yeah, I can see that, for sure. I wrote down San Diego catcher versus Wade Miley. You don't care who? Whether it's Christian Bethancourt or Derek Norris, I kind of like both of those guys in there. The righty and the lefty, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. Okay, yeah, I, I know Derek Norris typically likes to hit lefties. I kind of like Wade Miley, but I'm willing to be wrong there. Uh, Derek Norris has been okay this year. I think those and are wrong. Lastly, options. I wrote down Colorado catcher versus Alfredo Simon. Yes, yes, I wrote, uh, I have I have Tony Walters, but I guess I that would take whoever gets Tony there. Walters, but... I just heard, I don't care who it is really. Just whoever has a pulse and gets the Reds. Essentially, yes. Especially against Alfredo Simon. Yeah, I I agree. That might be where I end up going at catcher is just who you can get there. Um, yeah, Yancey, who'd you have at catcher? Uh, I went with Austin Romine too, just because he's going to be super cheap, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if we're pronouncing it Walters or Walters. Yeah. I've heard it both ways, but obviously, if he starts against Alfredo Simon, that's that's kind of a no brainer. Mm -hmm. um, Tucker Barnhart, probably going to bat 8th against Butler. I mean, that's, that's a, good a, a possible play. Um, when, when you see catchers like this, obviously, I mean, I my, my general strategy with catching is I wait about an hour until lock, and mm -hmm. I see who the cheapest catcher is, and if he's batting anywhere, you know, if he's batting 5th or 6th, and he's super, super cheap, I'm just going to go ahead and auto-play whatever catcher that is. I don't even care if it's against Kershaw. This yeah. is the one position that I almost always always go like the stone minimum for I and mean, it's especially bad tomorrow you just like to punt at catcher doesn't really matter yeah literally 95 percent of the time i'm put i'm punting at catcher i never ever pay up i've i haven't owned buster posey all year i just i it's something i never do i feel like it's a particularly thin year at catcher like mm -hmm. i'm in a 12 team league and i have yasmani grandal and he's been not great and I'm like it's okay i'm like i can do better and i went to go look i'm like no i can't you know, and they'll look for guys to trade for, and I'm like, ugh, the catcher's been not very good this year. I think he can get better, but it's it's not been great. Um, I had those guys, the only other names I had, I have uh, Matt's boy Cameron Rupp gets Chase Anderson. Uh, Chase Anderson is going to be interesting against the Phillies, but he has struggled with righties, and Cameron Rupp is right-handed. So if you want to go there and hope that he takes advantage of Chase Anderson's two homers per nine that he has going this year. Uh, <laughs> you're looking for a homer there, and it's in Philadelphia. That could happen. Uh, not that he's, you know, inspiring. Um, I wrote Victor Martinez getting Michael Pineda. He's not a catcher in every format, but he is in some. If that fits you, I'm totally fine with that. Pineda is not good. Um, and I have Francisco Cervelli getting a lefty and Wei Yin Chen. I'm always in there uh, talk about... Honestly, I think you've picked Francisco Cervelli for six consecutive shows. He's Well, especially when he gets a lefty. He's on basing, like, something high. I don't have it in front of me. Last I saw it was 400-something. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a high-floor, low-ceiling guy, so that's not really a GPP option as much as in your 50-50s and whatnot. But... That's how I always approach Cervelli. If I can't figure out what I'm doing at catcher, mm -hmm. I if it's a cash game, all right, auto play. That's fine. If it's yeah. a tournament, I never, ever use him because it's so hard to bank on that, yeah. that home run. He, yeah, he's not going to... He's low power. There's not much pop there. It's like John Jaso, you know, similar kind of... Same team, similar thing, but 
Cervelli's had not a great year, but he is still produced against lefties. And he gets way in Chen, so I'm fine with it. It's not great. Um, did either of you have any catchers that we can't leave behind, or is that pretty much it? That's it. I think that's it. There's, there's yeah, I think, nothing... I think we all the names that are, like, that yeah. worth attention. Nothing amazing there, but it's, you know, not a not a tough position um, to worry about. Uh, let's go to first base. Uh, Yancey can get us started. Some more options here, for sure. I've said before my strategy at first base, I often pick it last because there's so many options to pick from. Um, how do you handle first base? I almost always pay up at first base, unless it's uh, like the, the Rays facing the lefty or something like that. I'll, I'll slide Pearson or whoever has first base eligibility. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this slate, obviously, because it's condensed slate, I mean, 90% of the cash games you're going to be playing, it's going to have either Ortiz against Ubaldo Jimenez or mm-hmm. Joey Votto against Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stay in that range. I may drop down as low as maybe like a Logan Morrison, but mm-hmm. other than that, I'm basically sticking to those three at first base. I'm a little sad you said Logan Morrison, because last month we played a game about guessing how low Logan Morrison's OPS was, because it was like 180, <laughs> or like 200, yeah. it was something extremely low, and we haven't checked back in in a month, and so I did. Uh, in April, Logan Morrison hit 100, 157, 133, which is remarkable. In May alone, he's hit 351, 455, 486. He's come alive in a huge way in May. I didn't realize that. I had been sleeping on Logan Morrison because he was so bad in April, but he's straightened out. I don't love him, but he's undeniably, like, corrected. And he gets Kyle Gibson, so... I was excited to blow Matt's mind with a Logan Morrison mention, and you beat me to it. But uh... I, I'm a I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan, which is awesome and like horribly painful at the same time. Sure. And to watch him struggle through all of you know April, and mm-hmm. to watch Cash as a manager continuously bat him second, like towards the top of the lineup. Right. It was gut wrenching. It's nice to see him actually starting to come around. If Corey Dickerson can kind of follow suit, like they were both batting like. 179 for four weeks but it was bad um, yeah but he is starting to swing a hot sick and i uh i like the matchup a lot against gibson yeah jason collette is always you know raging about uh logan morrison as well we go we go back and forth a lot about it he's a he's just as in english as i am this season has been absolutely terrible from a race standpoint yeah yeah um so i like that he gets kyle gibson i'm not scared of kyle gibson logan morrison hits righties he'll be fine uh what else are you thinking at first base um, that's basically it. I'm like I said, if you want to go down a little bit, I don't mind Carlos Santana against Ventura. Um, mm-hmm. Even Will Ma- Will Myers, I think, has a platoon against Miley. It's in yeah. San Diego, so it's not a fantastic ballpark, but that's another play that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole bunch of options. Uh, Joe Maurer has been like an on-base machine. I think the home runs are an aberration, but he is lefty on lefty against Matt Moore. That might be like a sneaky little tournament play. And then sure. um, Adam Lind again in San Diego. He's starting to come around a little bit too, but you're you're going to be grasping at straws and to find that one unowned or underowned first baseman that actually does go yard is is probably going to be the difference between cashing and not. I've, yeah, I've got a name for you, Yancy. Oh, don't do it. What? Go ahead, say it. What? No. What do you think I'm going to say? I'm curious. You're going to throw out like a like a like Chris Carter, or no. you're going to get cute with like Mark no, Tishier no. or something. No, no, no. I've got okay. <laughs> if I had a hitter who had a 1,012 OPS versus left-handed pitching, uh, and he's a righty. And the pitcher he's facing has an OPS against of 774 against righties. Would you be interested in this player? Sure. 
Is that Mike Napoli against Jordano Ventura? No, it's Sean Rodriguez versus Wei Yin Chen. Oh boy, that's a <laughs> I like that. okay. That is we, we, that is sneaky. Wei Yin Chen has eight home runs allowed. How many have come against righties? Uh, six. Eight. 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 All eight. of them. Yes. Yeah, he's he's showing that weakness for sure. I'm I'm not going to tell you to go out and and play S Rod, but I kind of I I kind of like this as a sneaky first place first base play if you need to make a sneaky first base play. Yeah, in a big GPP, that's interesting. He hits lefties for sure, uh, and they they put him in there. So yeah, if if he's your guy, I'm totally fine with that. That's a creative one. I'm into that. Um, the only other names I had, I have uh, I said Mike Napoli. He was on my list to go with Carlos Santana. I'm not worried about Jordan Ventura. I'm not worried about facing him. I would worry about him if, you know, you're a Royals fan. Uh, Eric Hosmer gets Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco is good, and we'll talk about him when we get the pitchers, but I think he's going to be on a pitch limit. So he's not going to go super deep in that game, and Eric Hosmer is fine. Um, Justin Bohr gets Juan Nicasio. Justin Bohr is just fine, and Juan Nicasio is not great. There's nothing exciting about that pick, but I think they'd be fine. And then I wrote uh, Miguel Cabrera getting Michael Pineda, because Miguel Cabrera remembered that he's Miguel Cabrera and should be fine. And Michael Pineda just gives up hits, home runs, all sorts of things. So I'm okay with that, too. Plenty of options at first base. Um, Matt, did you have anybody that we can't leave behind? Sadly, no. Estrad was by far my my wackiest pick. I like it. It's good. It's good to to be different at first base, especially. Um, Matt, at second base, where do you think you're getting started? Honestly, uh, second base is kind of... This is kind of an obvious day, I think. Okay. A lot of the names I have are, are some of the old favorites. We have Jason Kipnis getting Giordano. Yep. Uh, Brian Dozier getting Matt Moore. He's been so bad this year, but he does like lefties, typically. He it's like the, he, and he's still producing against lefties, so... Yeah. Uh, Jan Kinsler versus Michael Pineda. Sure. It's righty on righty, but he's been... Righty, yeah, I... He's I, been so hot, I don't care. Pineda's been so bad, it really doesn't matter. Nope. Uh, I kind of like uh, Josh Harrison getting Wei and Chen. Sure. Again, righty on lefty. There's a lot of those Pirates righties that should have a good matchup. There's a, there's a great Pirates infield stack, if you, if you can kind of, you know, piece it together. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, Derek Dietrich versus Juan Nicasio. Sure. Juan Nicasio is kind of cooling off, not doing anything special. So I'm into that. Um, Yancey, where else were you thinking at second base? Um, I don't mind paying up to be contrarian in this spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go with Cano, obviously he's the best hitter on the slate as far as second baseman go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for tournaments, I'm going all the way down. And uh, what would you guys call Rick Porcello? Porky? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind targeting Porky a little bit with Jonathan, Jonathan Scope. Uh if you're talking about like a second baseman that's always an elite GPP play, it's scope. Because, I mean, most people when you're rostering a, a second baseman, if you're punting, you're just expecting him to get on base. Maybe he steals a, you know, steals a bag or something like that. Jonathan Scope has legit double-dong upside. And anytime I can't figure out what to do at second base, I almost always kind of gravitate towards him. He's probably my most on player, and I, 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 I roster him almost every single day. He hits sure. righties, he hits lefties fine. He's going to strike out a ton, but... um. You know, Fanduel did away with their their negative points for strikeouts and everything. So I mean, you're you're fine either way. Um, I don't mind uh, Young Gervy Salarte against Miley. Um, and then, like uh, you guys were saying, uh, Sean Rodriguez is also second and short eligible on uh, on DraftKings. So I think both of those are, are are decent plays. But it's second base is just as ugly as catcher. To be completely honest with you guys, there's not like an elite play that I'm I'm going to be targeting. Yeah, there really isn't. Yeah, I have, uh, I, I like those guys. I had a, just a few more. I have Dustin Pedroia getting Ubaldo. He typically likes lefties, but he's hitting righties this year, and the Red Sox are rolling, so I don't, I wouldn't shy away from that if you wanted, you know, him to be a part of that. 
Um, I have Starlin Castro getting Matt Boyd. Uh, that's righty on lefty for you if you believe in him at all. It's hard to believe in a lot of the Yankees lineup. It's weird that that's the righty I like. Sometimes I mention what's Alex. The, what's the upside with Starlin Castro, really? Uh, some hits. <laughs> There's not a lot. Oh, you know, he won't give you the zero, but he probably won't, he's probably not going to win you today. No, no, he's he's there's not a ton of upside. I mean, he, I'm not he's not a favorite of mine, but that is the advantage from. I just I was looking for Yankees because I'm like, yeah, Matt Boyd, I'll pick on him, and it's that or like Alex Rodriguez. But you yell at me when I pick Alex Rodriguez. Like I don't know what to do there. There, I want to say the Yankees are disappointing, but I think anybody that's not a Yankees fan is pretty not disappointed. I'm okay with them being bad, but mm-hmm. when they have a good matchup, I don't know where to go. Um, the only other name I had is DJ LeMahieu getting Alfredo Simone. That's just fine. Why not? He'd be okay. Uh, any anybody against the Reds, and he's more than capable. They like to bat him up near the top of the lineup, and that's a big deal. So, um, so yeah, there's options at second base, but but nobody amazing. Uh, that Sean Rodriguez one getting sneaky there is good too. And I agree, I always like Jonathan Scope, but I also like guys like Chris Carter. I'm okay with anybody that might run into one. I, I don't mind the occasional zeros. So, um, All right, Yancey, when you going to start at third base, what are you thinking over there? Obviously, being at cores against Simone or Simon, Nolan Arenado is basically a lock. Um, I don't mind Machado. It's it's the usual suspect at, thir- at uh, third base. Um, I'm trying, if you're trying to be contrarian in GPPs, obviously, Eduardo Nunez, he's probably going to lead off against Matt Moore. Um, like I said, I'm a Rays fan, and whenever Moore first, you know, came back up uh, after the injury last year, super, super excited. He still had control issues, but he had control issues before Tommy John. Yeah. And uh, all those problems that he's having are starting to creep back on him. And uh, the last few starts, it is absolutely painful. If you are just throwing a couple bucks in, sure, he can obviously strike out nine or ten. Um, but the innings are never going to be there. He's never going to go deep into a game. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to you know, pitch a complete game in his life. Just uh, There's going to be walks. He might walk three or four. Um, but Eduardo Nunez batting at the top of that lineup, I think that's a really nice play. Eugenio Suarez is in Coors. I, I don't hate that at all. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to look down a little bit to see if, where we could kind of be contrarian. I don't mind Gong at all against Chen, like yeah. you guys were talking about with the, uh, the infield uh, for Pittsburgh. Um, other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, even maybe uh, Nick Castellanos, his price has come down a little bit. He was super hot, and he's kind of cooled off a little bit. But um, I will literally take lefties, righties, anything against Pineda. He's completely broken. Yeah, something's, he's throwing too many strikes, maybe? Is that a thing? I don't yeah. know, but it's, yeah. something's not right there. Is uh, that a problem for Michael Pineda? I mean, you, he has Joe Blantonitis, where you're like, man, the strikeout to walks like, looks great, you know? And you're like, yeah, but look at the hits and home runs. Like, mm-hmm. He's pounding the strike zone maybe too much, because it's, it's ugly. The results are not good. Um, meanwhile, Joe Blanton's now like a good reliever for the Dodgers. I don't know. <laughs> That's an old storyline for us that we like to follow. Um <laughs> I like those guys. Uh, I wrote Kyle Seeger getting Colin Ray. Uh, Kyle Seeger is always a boring, productive guy. He'll be just fine. Um, I have uh, Michael Franco getting Chase Anderson. So Chase Anderson struggles with righties. Michael Franco prefers the lefties. So it's not the perfect matchup. But again, two homers per nine for Chase Anderson. It's in Philadelphia. I could see him being fine because their lineup's so bad, but... There are a couple uh, Phillies guys I think might run into one, and uh, Michael Franco could be one of them. And then the last name is Travis Shaw getting Ubaldo, I think. Again, he's a qualified Red Sox hitter in that lineup, and he gets Ubaldo. I, I have no problem with that. Matt, did you have any third baseman we didn't touch on? I did, but before I get to that, I'm, I'm a little annoyed right now, Dylan. Okay, what's wrong? 
Okay. I think for the last three or four shows, every time I mention Manny Machado at third base, you like instantly correct me. It's like, <laughs> he's a shortstop now. It depends on the format, but some places, yeah. You did not correct our guest, so I'm, I did I'm not. a little annoyed that you pick on me. Well, and he's I had... third, on DraftKings, he is third and shortstop eligible. I'm, sh- yeah. I'm sure he is, but in my in my mind, I'm always going to think of him as a third baseman, even if he is eligible. Sure. Well, you, and, if you're using him, you should be using him as a shortstop. It makes the most sense. Well, and the other day, I refused to try and define where Eduardo Escobar or Eduardo Nunez are, and I like them both, but mm-hmm. that infield is such a... I would say it's a mess. It's flexible, but trying to cover all of the formats and where they all play, uh, yeah. So I had them at shortstop, both of them. Um, yeah, it's we try and cover every format in the air, and it means being a little more in general and trying to get the names more than positions, I guess. But yes, you're right, Matt. I have noted that Machado's a shortstop. I've started writing him there, but uh, actually, but, so yeah. today so did I, because I didn't want you to correct me again. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's. I. It would be nice to see him spend a chunk of his career there, you know, because he's certainly capable. Anyways, yeah. uh, um, the third base options that I've written, I, that I've, I've got that nobody mentioned, I wrote down Jose mm-hmm. Ramirez versus Giordano. Okay. Limited limited upside. He's probably going to win you the day, but he's a guy who won't probably won't give you a zero in that. In, in, in he's against been Giordano. darn good. I have him in the outfield, but wherever he fits, he's been really darn good for sure. And he gets Giordano. Yeah, I I, think... I, I like that. My only issue with him is that it's mostly BABIP driven. He's got like a crazy high BABIP. Yeah. They keep oh. falling in. I mean, the BAB, BABIP is misunderstood. It's not all luck, that's no, for it's sure. You, it's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I know what you mean. It's a little volatile, but so far so good for him, for sure. Can we make? Can I make a, a quick diatribe about BABIP in sure. Daily Fantasy like sure. analysis? It drives me absolutely crazy when people cite BABIP as like, oh, a pitcher's going to regress. Look at his BABIP. Or yeah. look at this hitter. He's batting. You know, his BABIP is 455. It's not sustainable. Yeah. That also, in that analysis, it's it's basically suggesting that it's going to correct itself in one game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if it's unsustainable. Like, right. is it possible that's going to happen tomorrow? Absolutely. I'm, I'm playing for just tomorrow. I, I, I hate the, the whole BABIP-fueled, you know, analysis. Like, oh, don't start this pitcher. It's... You know, let's cite Babbitt as the reason we're not going to use them. But right. That stuff drives me absolutely crazy. Things like that and things like FIP are sometimes not understand understood fully enough where <laughs> it's, you know, symptomatic and it's interesting, but there's always more information to it. You can't just be like, oh, well, his FIP is this, so he's going to be fine. It's like... The way I think about it with Babbitt would be like if you were like pitching in your weekend uh, baseball league, your rec league, and a major league hitter came up, like his Babbitt would be off the charts because he hits the ball so hard. You know, it's not like he would just have the same Babbitt as everybody in the league. Like he would pound the ball and get on base all the time. You know, it's very much a skill um, and it fluctuates a lot. It's very volatile for sure. And you can tell a high one and a low one, but it is totally a skill. So. It, the trigger word for me is luck a lot of times. People go, oh, as bad as this, he's been unlucky. And I'm like, eh, I yeah. wouldn't just immediately do that, you know? I, it's complicated. Preferred, I've always preferred the, the term statistical variance to luck. Yes, 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 you have, and I think that's very fair. Um, all right, Matt, you want to get started at shortstop other than Manny Machado and Eduardo Escobar and Eduardo Nunez? And General Kong, yeah. Yeah. Who, who do you have at shortstop? Right, uh... Let's see, who to start with? I wrote down uh, Zach Cozart getting Eddie Butler. Sure, I'm fine with that. Me too. It's, it's ready on ready, but uh, Butler actually he has the reverse platoon split going, and Cozart actually matches on ready, so kind of, they kind of you know marry each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down my guy Brad Miller versus Kyle Gibson. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to know Yancey Eaton's uh, opinion on Brad Miller. You got to have one, I assume. I'm not going to lie. I, I had it circled with a star around it because I wanted to know the same thing. I feel like uh, people have opinions about Brad Miller, for sure. I do have opinions about Bad Miller. And, oh. uh, <laughs> he's he, Honestly, he's just he, he's one of those super frustrating players. I feel like we got completely fleeced in that trade with Seattle where like they literally sent us their two worst hitters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it's... I watch every single at bat on this race team, and their plate approach is just—it's yeah. just awful. They look clueless. Like I said, Logan Morrison's obviously heating up a little bit. They've both rebounded, you know, pretty respectably, but there is absolutely no like method to their plate approach. <laughs> Swings at everything, wails at everything. You know, if it's away, if it's inside, I'm swinging, and it's. Like I said, I, I never use these guys in cash ever. They're uh, obviously they can both go deep. That's fine. You know, both of them have twenty home run upside. I get it. But in cash games, never. Yeah. Do you miss Nate Carnes? I do miss Nate Carnes. Nate Carnes is. I uh, Nate Carnes is good, and I I think that they they almost kind of babied him too much. There was the whole times for the order thing where they, yeah. you know, as soon as he went through the third time, they would yank him right. So he was always sure. he would never go six innings, and but that dude seriously has one of the nastiest curveballs in the league. Like mm-hmm. he has legit stuff. I would I would love to have him back. Erasmus been good and kind of like the the long man, like fire, you know, what do you call it? The fire putter outer mm-hmm. person. The fireman. But uh, yeah, the fireman. You know, the the long reliever that comes in and you know high leverage situations and stuff. But yeah, I, I miss Carnes and uh, I wish they would take Bad Miller and Logan Aborison back. Yeah, I think Brad Miller is pretty much what he is a 650 or 700 ops guy that can do 12 homers and 12 steals which is like okay very boring not a good player plays fine shortstop like it's a useful player but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah so he gets you know gibson he'll be fine it's not exciting at all but i think it's viable you know i don't know what you're really looking for there but he'd be okay uh matt who else were you thinking at shortstop my guy francisco Lindor getting giordano yeah absolutely and that's about it. I think we've, we've named just about everybody else I had in my list. Okay. Um, the only other two I had, uh, my boy, Jonathan VR gets Jared Eikhoff. And Jared Eikhoff we'll talk about because his weakness is lefties. And, uh, you know, VR's switch hitter, he'll be fine there. They like him. He's been real consistent. So he's kind of driven his price up a bit, but I believe in him uh, having the platoon advantage there. And then uh, Trevor Story gets Alfredo Simone. And go ahead and circle that. If you can afford it. Uh, any of those Rocky studs, are, there's there's no hesitation there, other than how can you afford it, slash how can you pick the one that everybody else didn't pick. Yancy, um, did you have any shortstops we didn't mention? I mean, I think it's odd that neither of you mentioned Xander at all. Xander Bogarts? Yeah. Is that, was that a, uh, just an overlooking, or you saved it for me or something? Um, um, I think we... I tend to lean on him towards lefties, you know, but I have definitely mentioned him when he had a righty when it's good enough, you know? Uh, it's not like he's been slacking against, you know, righties at all, and it is Ubaldo Jimenez, so I don't really have an excuse for not mentioning him now. Same reasoning as Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's the most he's the most expensive shortstop on the slate, at mm-hmm. least for DraftKings, so it's kind of hard to fit him in there. I love both of the, uh, the switch-hitting shortstops you guys mentioned, Lindor and VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a tournament play, I don't mind moving down a little bit and getting Addison Russell versus Urias, or, or Udias, as... Yeah they're saying i guess um he didn't look super super sharp in his first start obviously and then they call him right back up um and he's not gonna go deep like he's not gonna go deep they've already said this yeah so i mean he has a platoon advantage um 
I, I mean, I like that as a punt, but uh, in an eight-game slate, you're basically grasping anything. Check lineups, like I said, an hour before, if you see somebody, a, a weird name that's, you know, the Stone Cold minimum on Kindle or DraftKings, mm-hmm. by all means, go ahead and plug them in. That shortstop's the one position you can always do that with, along with catcher. Sure, yeah, that's also an easy one to punt. All right, um, let's get into the outfield. I'm going to run down my outfielders. I didn't have a ton, but there's definitely options. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was weird for me too. I didn't. I, I found myself with with not nearly as many names as I thought I would. Yeah, still, it's not like I'd have problems finding somebody. But a lot of times the list can be longer. Um, if you want to go back to the well with Mookie Betts against Dubaldo, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be popular, but I can't tell you it's a bad idea. I think that's fine. Um, I have Oda Bell getting Chase Anderson, even though he again he struggled more with righties than with lefties. And I think if I'm going against Chase Anderson, I'm looking for that homer. So Oda Bell's fine. I think he's becoming almost an everyday guy, but. Uh, maybe not the best situation for him. Um, Matt, we didn't mention many Brewers, and again, you need lefties against Jared Eikhoff. Are you considering any of your Brewers' left-handed outfielders? Alex no. Presley or Kirk Nuenweiss? No. Have I shamed you off of them? Yeah, because they're not good. They're not good. Nuenweiss is getting on base for a while, but it's not somebody that makes me excited in DFS no. at all. He could have a totally fine day, and a totally fine day for him might mean like reaching three times and stealing a base, which I guess is... If that's your ceiling, okay. Um, I have all the Pirates outfielders against Wei Yin Chen. Um, so McCutcheon will have the platoon advantage. Martial has the platoon advantage. And you had mentioned that uh, Polanco does fine against lefties. And so if you... There's a lot of Pirates options against Wei Yin Chen. Even though I don't think it's a terrible matchup for him, I think there's a, a lot of guys that could do okay. Uh, Christian Yelich is back and doing just fine, and he gets Juan Nicasio. Yancey, if you would take Bogarts against uh, Ubaldo, would you take lefty master Marcelo Zuna getting uh, Juan Nicasio? I would. Yeah. He's actually he's... one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Really? Just because you think people won't take him because it's righty on righty, or just because he's underrated and awesome? Or Well, he is underrated and awesome. And also, I, I he's kind of like scope, whereas I think his average... Uh, batted ball distance is higher versus righties. I could be wrong, but when I was looking up a little bit earlier today, I think that's something I had pulled up. But mm-hmm. in, in matchups like that, I, I don't care. Juan Acasio, it's one of those pitchers where if he's not on and he's not locating, I mean, he can throw meatballs right down the middle and anybody can hit them out. You know I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ichiro leading off get a, you know, a, you know, two doubles off of him or something like that. Staying on fire, absolutely. He just keeps yeah. hitting, too. I don't know that I can bring myself to pick Ichiro in DFS, but I will definitely root for him. Why not? He's the he's the perfect tournament play. He he does going to, he's going to lead off against a righty. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's a case to be made there, for sure. And I think we can all see points being scored there. I don't know how he... I mean, I guess I do know how he does it, because he's incredibly skilled. But uh, it's, it's a fun surprise for everybody. There's nobody that doesn't like Ichiro Suzuki. Uh, I feel like, uh, or at least I haven't met them. Um, I wrote J.D. Martinez getting Michael Pineda. I wanted to go with Cameron Mabin, also couldn't bring myself to. If you want to get sneaky with Justin Upton, I guess. I don't know how you can motivate yourself and have faith there, but it's a good matchup for him if you want to pick that. Uh, pick him to bounce back. I just wrote Colorado outfield against Alfredo Simone. We've covered that. Go nuts. Jay Bruce and Adam Duvall getting uh, Eddie Butler. We've talked about Duvall a bunch in the last week. Yancey, are you a Adam Duvall guy? You know, I just picked up Duvall in a 16-team 30-keeper league two weeks ago. He was just yeah. sitting there. Shouldn't have been. And, uh, yeah, shouldn't have been sitting there. You know, that was kind of an oversight on the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you expect the dude's basically when well, he's like 27 years old? He's not a prospect. Yeah. Um, I've just been writing it. I don't expect it to last, but, I mean, I'm, it's it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And in Coors Field against Eddie Butler, sure, why not, right? 
exactly. It hits righties. He'll be okay. Um, my last two names were just, uh, if you want to go to the Mariners outfield, if you want Seth Smith against his old team in San Diego, or if you want Nelson Cruz, I'm fine with that. I want Leonis Martin back, but he's hurt. Um, but if you want to pick on Colin Ray, that's fine. Colin Ray's not bad, but he's not good. And it's it's the Padres, so it's not an exciting place to go, but they're very viable. Um, Matt, who would you have in the outfield that I did not have? I think we need to mention Matt Kemp versus Wade Miley. Sure, that's the righty on lefty. Yeah, righty I'm fine with that. Good matchup for him. Uh, I kind of like the Baltimore righties versus Rick Porcello. Okay, yeah. You believe in Adam Jones at all? Not really, no. I'm thinking more Mark Trumbo and Nolan Reimold. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, they have kind of a crowded outfield. They've been using your boy Hyunsu Kim, actually. It's been getting in. Uh, could be a thing. Porcello's struggled more with righties, so who knows if they'll actually read that and play Reimold or oh, yeah. go with Kim. Speaking of people who don't like Ichiro, don't yeah. we, we both lived in South Korea for some time. <laughs> no Korean fans like Ichiro, I'll give you that. Sure. No, all, yeah, the, the nation of Korea despises Ichiro. I can see that, yes. That, that's going on. But... Uh, yeah, I've never met an American baseball fan that dislikes Ichiro. I'm sure they exist, but and pretty popular last, guy. Last on my list, and actually, you know, Yancey might disagree with me on this one, but one of my favorite plays in the day is Corey Dickerson versus Kyle Gibson. Yeah, he's no, I'm 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 totally on board with C Day. Awesome. Yeah. Oh no, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the nickname that Matt said the other day that he was surprised that that, that hadn't stuck. Is that no, a, that's is that a that's thing? a real thing? Oh. God no. Matt thought no, it was true, Yeah, true story. Last Friday, you guys were doing... I don't think, Matt, I don't think you were doing it. I think it was Brad. Um, no. You guys were doing the live uh, rotographs. Mm-hmm. You stream it live on Fangraphs.com. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to recommend C-Dick in the chat. And it every single time I typed C-Dick, it, it literally kept censoring me. And I was <laughs> I was getting so frustrated. It's like, this is this guy's name. Like, come on, please let me say it. But That's really no, I. He's he's the perfect tournament play, absolutely. Um, they it was nice at the beginning of the season uh, against righties. They were basically starting him, you know, third or fourth almost every single day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the struggles have been real, and even against uh, with a platoon advantage, he's basically batting sixth every single time now. So he's never a cash play. He's going to strike out way too much for that, but definitely can you know take one yard like for sure. I love that play. Sure. Sure. Yeah, there's pop there. Inconsistency, right, but well, definitely awesome. pop. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yancy approved. Nice. Yeah. Um, Matt, who else you got? Uh, that's that, that. You you run down all my names. Literally, I'm out of names in, in the outfield. All right, Yancy. Did you have any uh, outfielders we did not get to? Um, basically the same names as you guys. I was going to mention Cedic if you guys didn't. I do like Bruce. I do like Duvall. Like I said, Ozuna's probably one of my favorite plays just because I think he's going to go completely overlooked. He's a little bit more expensive on DraftKings. He's, I think, 4.5K. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think plays like J.D. Martinez is going to be super popular. The Coors Bats, like you said, Pirates are going to be really popular. I don't mind, um, like you guys said, Padres. You didn't mention Melvin Upton. I know he's pulled off a little bit, but I, I still don't mind that play at all. Yeah, he's hit and, uh, righties more than lefties this year, but traditionally does fine against lefties. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, and then, um, like you were saying, righties against uh, Porcello. I mean, if you want to get super, super sneaky against, you know, in like a tournament, like a, a huge $3 solo shot or something like that, uh, Rickard, Joey Rickard from Baltimore, he's been bad. He was leading off for the longest time, and they, they basically have swapped him. I think Adam Jones is back to leading off again. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't mind something like that. Uh, even a – well, I, I don't want to target Carlos Carrasco at all. I know he's just coming off of the DL, but 
yeah. basically no royals are in play either. So there's really, really slim pickings. If you're if you're looking to take on a GPP, you're going to have to get super clever. Maybe somebody who uh, you, you don't expect to be in the lineup, keep mm-hmm. checking before a lineup's lock, and then get them in there. You know, be, be contrarian whenever you can. Yeah. My my only other sneaky one, I didn't even write it down, but if we're trying to dig real deep, um, the Red Sox keep playing uh, Blake Swihart in left field, and mm-hmm. he gets into some, you know, like he's not a great hitter, but he's definitely not he, a terrible hitter, and they get Ubaldo, and there could be runs scored there. It's going to get driven in or have guys to drive in, so that's so sneaky. If, if, yeah. Let me ask you guys a question about Blake Swihart real quick. Yeah. All right. If, if he's not so prolific of a catcher that they're moving him to the outfield and he's really not that great of a hitter, what exactly is Blake Swihart good at? I don't think uh, they... Nothing. I don't, I don't think they gave up on him as a catcher. I think they just needed outfielders that bad. Uh, they've just had such a hole out there that they were kind of like, crap, we need a... a I don't, that was... I, I'd have to look into it. I haven't researched it much. I don't think they're done with him as a catcher. They I just, think they are. You think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... We, I think they just really wanted Christian Vasquez in, and they just meanwhile, like, meanwhile, Rusny Castillo is literally rotting on the bench. Yeah, well, they brought him up, but he wasn't doing anything at AAA, you know. So I don't know. I think they're trying to figure out what to do with that left field situation, uh, for sure. So I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I haven't done research on Blake Swihart that much. I was under the impression that this was not necessarily a permanent move. I mean, I don't think they're going to Peter O'Brien him and just keep moving him all over the place all the time. But I felt like they were just trying to get him in because they had a hole in left field. Because maybe they're doing that because they uh, they're trying to keep Ryan Hannigan's bat in the lineup. <laughs> maybe. <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And then we got to deal with pitching, which is going to be the big question mark of the day. Matt, you think you have pitching figured out? At least some options here. Uh, what do you think you'll be doing at pitcher on Thursday? Honestly, the most obvious play to me is Jared Eikhoff. In Philadelphia against Milwaukee. Yeah, his weakness is lefties, and we named one and a half. Jonathan VR and then those outfielders. Yeah. yeah. So the Brewers don't scare me against Dykoff at all. Yeah, they, um, they don't have the lefty at bats, and he kills righties. So I think he's I think he's a viable play, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love Carlos Carrasco coming back. I don't love him because I think everybody else is going to be picking him because he's like one of the few legit aces on the slate. Yeah, they also said, I think they said like 80 pitches, you know, there's just, they're going to baby him for sure, so I don't think I'm going there. I hope other people do. I don't think I'm going there. Honestly, I'm kind of interested in Matt Boyd, I hate to say it. Just banking on the Yankees being that bad? Yeah, like wind hunting, practically. Yeah, it's that too. You're, the Tigers can blow up Michael Pineda. I think that's okay. Yeah, I think this might be like a, a punting it pitcher day, just in terms of looking for those wins, which is not something we do a lot, but... Can definitely be a thing. Punting at pitcher, that sounds like a fantastic Matt Moore day where you're just hoping for strikeouts. Uh, honestly, I don't hate Matt Moore as an option because he gets the Twins, and the Twins yeah. aren't hitting. And they're not, they have some right-handed bats, but, like, uh, Yancey, would you consider... No, so we don't have to worry about him. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely mashing lefties. Was. Uh, Yancey, would you consider Matt Moore, or is he too frustrating? Just... Honestly, saying that you guys are like, totally cool with Matt Moore uh-huh. on this is a testament to how bad the segue is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're just like, oh yeah, Matt Moore, of course. Like that's obviously one of the better plays in the slate. Like this is a really bad slate. I will say this: I know Carrasco is just coming off the DL. Um, I know. I think uh, Kansas City is still like the 22nd most or least strikeouts in the entire league. Yeah. So they they're still not striking out a lot. So you're not going to get that huge tournament upside that yeah. a lot of people are thinking. Um, but without 
Alex Gordon and Mike Misakis in the lineup, I think that floor is something I'm willing to pay for. They're pretty bad. Um, you know, he, they, they are bad. They are bad. And it's, uh, I mean, it's in Cleveland, so it's not like it's a, you know, a fantastic pitching environment or anything like that. But I think I'm willing to pay for that safety and then kind of mix and match my second pitcher on like a DraftKings or even on FanDuel. I'm willing to pay that because uh, it's not like he has this exorbitant price as like a, you know, like a Max Scherzer for the best slate or the mm-hmm. best pitcher on the slate. He's not 13-3. He's not $14,000 like a Kershaw. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing like a Carrasco with, um, like you said, maybe like an Eikhoff. I, uh, even Boyd, I used Boyd in his last start. You know, if he's sixty-four hundred dollars, if he gets me twelve points, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm. This is one of those slates, guys, where I'm not going to be playing cash lineups at all. I'm not going to be playing any head-to-heads, no fifty-fifties. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out a couple entries in, you know, the one, the two, you know, the five-dollar knuckleballs, and that's that's basically it. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. You're, you're going to try to hit the lottery with with two pitchers, hope that they. You know, strike out six and go six innings or something like that, and then you're gonna make your money on your bats. Yeah, um, I wrote Rick Porcello just because Baltimore whiffs a lot. That's a high variance one. They're either gonna pound him or I think I think there's a good start there, but he's been bad for a while, so there's not much faith there. Um, Chase Anderson getting the Phillies just because uh. if the ball stays in the yard, they're so bad they can't hit. Like, who's going to hurt him? You know, Michael Franco, Mike, Cameron Rupp, I guess. But, like, we didn't mention many Phillies. I don't have a lot of faith in Chase Anderson, but I think there's a, there's an okay start there. If the if the ball stays in. That's a variance one. If you're if you're betting on home run luck, you know. Um, I wish it weren't in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know if there's anything to do with Juan Nicasio and Wei Yin Chen. Uh, I think both offenses aren't that scary, but I also don't trust either pitch that much. Or pitcher that much, so... Uh, I don't know. That's tough. Um, Yancey, are you scared at all in terms of uh, Gibson getting the Rays? I mean, he's he's such a Jekyll and Hyde pitcher, but the Rays don't really hit righties. Is that even an option? Um, I'm, I I don't hate it. I'm looking at Gibson's game log right now. Uh, what was the injury that he was on the disabled list for? Do you guys remember? Uh, no, I don't know off the top of my head. I, I, I want to say, I say it, was a, it was a muscle strain of some sort. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, it says that he had a shoulder injury, so he's going to be activated Thursday. That's not great. I don't know. If it, if it were something like Carrasco where it was a, a hamstring injury, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be nearly as reticent. But the fact that it's a shoulder, you don't really know what you're getting. I know the Rays do suck, but um, yeah, I remember reading an article, I think it was even by uh, Eno, last year at some point, basically talking about how Kyle Gibson, out of every qualified starter, had the the highest or the, the widest range of outcomes as yes. far as start to start. Yes. yes, we talked about this. I remember that. Yeah. He, I, he, he had so many starts, zero and one runs, and so many starts with like five or six plus. No, I yeah. think it was like 10, like, you know, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, it was it was a lot. He had a lot of bombs and then some random really good outings. But, but what's nice about that, obviously, it's with these blowups, right? It's yeah. It keeps his price super suppressed and his yeah. ownership very, very low. So yeah. if you want, to, like I said, if you want to throw out on a tournament, absolutely. Do not go building, you know, 50 tournament lineups with him in it. Don't mm-hmm. go playing cash games with him. But um, I don't mind him as a one-off against the Rays. That's, that's not a bad right. move. They're, I think, third to last in strikeout rate against righties. So, I mean, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, the name I might like most is, I like Wade Miley against San Diego. He has good peripherals. They're better than you'd think. Uh, his, he has homer problems, but it's San Diego, and yeah, they have some right-handed bats, but like, he's a fine pitcher, and the Padres are so bad that their owner is talking about how bad they are. Like, 
if he can't stand them, I, I don't know. I'm fine with streaming against San Diego. I think they're they're in the cellar, and Wade Miley's competent, and I think that the Mariners can back him up. Um, he's a totally fine streamer in this day, I feel like. So uh, that that's one. I, I like Miley more than Matt does, but I'm fine with that. Um, Matt, did you have any pictures we didn't mention? No. No. It's, no. Yancey, did you have anybody that needs uh, some attention? I would love to see... Uh, Juan Acasio kind of like recapture the spring training and beginning of the season flame that he had. Yep. Last last time I rostered him though, he scored me I think like point one five points on DraftKings. He completely obliterated like like really decent lineups. Yeah. All these all these players on this slate have holes, right? Yeah. They all have warts. Um, I I I can make a case for almost any of them, minus maybe Simone Butler. All the other ones, I mean, why not? If you want to throw a Hail Mary out there, I, I don't I don't hate it. I almost mentioned Butler just for win hunting, because it's Simone, but uh, I can't even bring myself to do that, you know? Right. It's so bad. Um, on FanDuel, where the where the win is weighted so much heavier, yeah. sure, go for Butler, but on, on DraftKings, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you're just, yeah, ugh, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, pitcher's tough, but there's upside in different places, I'm fine with... GPP plays there for sure, like you said. Um, and then Matt and I need to pick some Field of Streams picks. Yancey, you're welcome to join us as well. One of these guys that's less than 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues, and uh, we have a spreadsheet we keep track. And to be honest, most of these guys are less than 50% owned on this day. Um, I started to write them all out. Um, you can take the afternoon guys, too. That means you can have Urias. Uh, but uh, Chase Anderson, Eikhoff, uh You can take Matt Moore, Gibson, Boyd. Um, I'm going to take Wade Miley getting the Padres. I have the most faith in him in a vacuum because he qualifies. Matt, where do you think you're going? Jared Eikhoff is still under 50? Yes, he is. I'll take him. Okay. And then, uh, Yancey, would you like to join us? Put your I'll name next to him. Yeah, Boyd. I'll take Boyd. Yeah. The Yankees are, are hot dog crap. Yeah, and everybody's okay <laughs> with it outside of New York. We're fine. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, that should do it for us for this weird slate on Thursday. Uh, Yancey, again, uh, you're on Twitter at Yancey Eaton. And then where can people listen to your podcast here, Mr. Fantasy? Um, you can find our URL is at dmfantasybaseballpodcast.com. Um, it's easier if you guys just search on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud for Dear Mr. Fantasy. Um, we are actually a finalist for the podcast awards in the sports and recreation category. Nice. If you guys literally take 15 seconds to vote for us, you just go to podcastawards.com. You scroll down, you put in your name and your email just to verify that you're not a bot, and then you can submit. You can vote once a day, but I'm all I'm asking is that you vote one time. We're trying to take down the big behemoth that is CBS Fantasy Football. So if you guys want to take a stance against CBS and corporate America and capitalism... <laughs> then please vote for the little podcast that sure. is uh, Dear Mr. Fantasy. Sure, we'll go ahead and we'll post that link up on the post at uh, at Rotographs as well. Absolutely, so, yeah. I, I, I fully support this, and I'll, I'll be yeah. tweeting about so, it. So uh, sure. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS, and I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Um, that'll do it for us for Thursday. Thanks again to Yancey for joining us. I'm sure we'll have you back again this year sometime. Got a long season. And then uh, on Friday, uh, I'll be back with Brad doing our live morning show, like Yancey mentioned. We're going to be an hour later than usual, because Eno Saris uh, is going to join us, Yancey's hero. Uh, we got to do an oh, hour wow. later. Yeah, got to do an hour later, because he has to take his kids <laughs> to school. So we're adjusting the broadcast time by an hour. But that'll be 9 a.m. West Coast time, uh, noon East Coast time on Friday morning. It's a live chat, live broadcast, recording the podcast, so... Log on, uh, catch us on Twitter over at Rotographs if you want to check that out, our live broadcast. should be fun. 
Um, so, yeah, thanks again to Yancey. Thanks to Matt. That'll do it for us uh, for Thursday. Good luck with your stacks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.